As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. This episode of the Long Run Podcast is sponsored by Sketches. Welcome to the long run brought to you by Sketchers. I'm Ian Wilkerson. This is a place for news, views, and tips for everyday runners, and hopefully, there will be a few laughs along the way as well. Never know. Happy Easter, everybody. Yeah, happy Easter. It's Good Friday. Still got a couple of still got a couple of days so you can tuck into those eggs, but it's Good Friday. And oh. I hope, hope you've had a good day. If you've had the day off, if you've not, if you've had to work, I hope you've done all right as well. And you're, um, you're in a good mood. And your weekend starts here. All right, here's a so, question straight out the back, Wilco. Go on. Easter egg of choice. <sighs> oh, chocolate orange. Oh, no, no, cho- no, I'm sorry, right? <laughs> Mrs. Ford had a chocolate orange 12 Easter egg delivered. I never wow. threw it in a bin. I mean, it, it, it just made me want to vomit. Sorry, so me. Nicola got the ch- chocolate 12. Yeah, no, somebody gave it to her and I said, that can't stay in this house because it should be... If anybody's not listened to any of this podcast and you're catching up, right? Chocolate orange should be made illegal in the UK. It's illegal in Mongolia, it's illegal in Malaysia and it's illegal in Malta. If they have followed suit because they're such big fans of the podcast, they've outlawed it. Um, And now we're pushing... Yeah. For it to be uh, outlawed in the Speak UK. Speak for yourself, mate. I know, I know it's your name above the door and all that, but I'm not going along with this. You're not having it, are you? You're not no. having it. So, what about you? What's your What's your weapon of choice? Am I allowed to say chocolate orange? No. No one's... He was sorry the other day, right? He went... Because we did the kids. He went and got the coffee from the bar and, and he bought some chocolate back. I said, that better not be chocolate orange. He was wetting himself. He, <laughs> I, I, he, you know, he was at the bar and he was thinking, do I? I don't I get it for him. But no, there's no dilemma. I'd have done I, it. I would have got it. No, you would. Toe. It's like when Toe asked him for a snack, he got me some vegan cheese and a chocolate orange and a chocolate orange. I mean, it, this is this. Well, is if you're a proper vegan, you shouldn't be eating no chocolate anyway. I don't. That's why I don't eat chocolate. That's why I don't. Anyway, I remember I'm ninety. But remember, vegan. kids, chocolate orange is one of your five a day. I'm ninety percent vegan. Remember that. Oh, and I'm looking okay. forward to my. Vegan chocolate Easter eggs this weekend. Yes, yes. So, um, being as it's Easter, we've um, we're having the night off. 
Yeah. We've all gone out. We couldn't be bothered. We yeah. couldn't bother doing a live We couldn't be bothered. We no, so what off. we're doing is we've recorded a quote because we do it at the long run, which you can watch on uh, Friday night at 7 yeah. o'clock on Facebook or YouTube, or you can download as a podcast on your podcast provider of choice. We get loads of emails when we yeah. remember. Yeah. I, but there's two things. We have to remember what the address is so people can send them in, and then Chris has to remember to read them. Yeah. But so we – what happens is over this period of weeks, we accumulate a big mountain of sort of, and unfortunately some do slip through the net. (laughs) You know, we could have a point where somebody says, Oh yeah, I'm doing my first um, London virtual marathon in uh, due to the lockdown. What should I do? And then unfortunately (laughs) things have moved on. I I kind of, it's the emails about the winter run. I've had to sort of apologize for. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so sometimes we're a couple of months out and we can only talk about that. But we're doing our best. So yeah. what we thought we'd do is we'd do an email special mm. so that we can clear the backlog. Yeah. Hopefully offer you some good advice on a variety of running-based issues. Well, well I'll present it. I won't have any advice. No. I'm as much in the dark as anybody. Yeah. So what we will do is we will highlight some of the emails that you sent us. We'll have a little chat about them. A bit of fun as well. And then um, hopefully you can go off on your long run over the weekend. And be entertained. By the yeah, way. you never know. Now, so we should talk about the um, the bunny, sorry, elephant in the room. We've got no owl tonight. No. Uh, which you may have noticed, may not have noticed, might, might not care. Uh, but so for anybody who's asking, bless him, he's at the home uh, every year because he's the only able-bodied member at the home. Uh, he has to dress up as the Easter bunny. So they wheel him round. He dresses up in his Easter bunny. So he will, they wheel him round. His nurse wheels him round the home. He's got like a little basket and he gives out vegan chocolate. Um, and then he goes and has his pepperoni pizza. But they wheel him round and then um, he gives out all the Easter eggs to all the other people in the home. It's usually melted down the chocolate because they have to, obviously, because of the teeth. Um, and then that's what he's doing. So he can't be here tonight. It's a big, it's a big night for them in the home. So he sends his apologies. We will continue to take the Mickey out of him because he's not here. Basically, yeah. that's that's fair enough, isn't it, boys? So over the next sort of forty-five minutes or so, that will be a characteristic of the whole yes. broadcast, really. That regular sort of digs and laughs at Al. Yeah, at his expense because he can't defend himself. As you, you know, because as, it is a special edition. But then we still have to maintain all the other stuff that we do every other time that we're yeah polluting yeah. your airwaves. Yeah, and he would do the same if I wasn't here, and likewise. So it's it's mutual. It's mutual respect yes. amongst yes, our fellow. Uh, co-host now gotta give a shout out to sketches for sponsoring don't stop go run sketches uh shout out to them uh before we get into the email special uh don't forget to go over sketches.co.uk if you're here in the uk or wherever you are in the world go to sketches they make some awesome running shoes and some awesome uh kit you know golf stuff wilco masters oh. golf stuff yeah can't talk about the masters obviously we, we well i'm off on golf holiday so i could do some kit we pre-recorded but Sketchers, we love you. Hopefully, we're going to get some golf stuff as well. Sent for having us, but yes, yeah, so they make some good stuff anyway. No, that's the sketches. And also, if you're yeah. sitting here listening and you think, "Gosh, I'd love to have my email read out on the long run," yeah. that'd be brilliant. Yeah. Send them to us. What's the email? Show at gmail dot com, and we will try and accommodate you. Be patient because it yeah. might take a couple of months. If you but- got an email at twenty twenty three, go for it. Yeah, yeah, if you've got if you've got an email about the the ballot. For next year's London Marathon, or <laughs> you're thinking about doing an ultra in 2024, it's probably worth sending your emails in now, I would say. Mm. And, and boys, don't forget, because we haven't done an email special in a while, we actually got some special graphics that Ooh. I took. Should we have a look at ages that? doing? 
I, I mean, minutes doing. So, Tom, dust it out. Hold tight, everybody. If you've got earphones and you might want to turn your volume down because I think yeah, I probably can't sound too loud. Right, Tobe, run the email special intro. <laughs> I love the bit loud, the Was that produced in the same era as Brooks? I forgot about the bit at the end where it goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so Brooks. It's so 1987. Oh, it's quality. Absolutely great quality. Time. Oh, sorry. If anybody was listening on the pod, we've just shown some really bad graphics from 1987. They, they, they were epic. Absolutely. We, we it's always worth it. I mean, if you've got it on the pod, if you want to pop along to YouTube and think, what am I missing with these brilliant yeah. graphics? Yeah. Watch it twice. Yeah, watch it. It was at uh, about 7 minutes 30, something like that. Tune yeah. in seven minutes, fast forward seven minutes thirty. Watch it, review it, tell yeah. your friends. Tell all your friends and leave a review. Thank you very much. Right, so let's keep going. Crack on. Right, so what's the first um email we've got, Wilco? We've got a email about shoe brand rotation. Oh, okay. From Rob Williams. Don't know okay. if it's the Rob Williams. The Rob, yeah. Could be. What is Hello, name? fellow Fordians or Fordiettes. Oh. I recently came across you on YouTube, and I've been hooked Legend. since. So I'm listening when on my easy runs to old episodes. Legend. It gets better. It will get better, Rob. Yeah, sorry, Rob. Just wondering how many different brands of shoe you have in rotation. Oh. As an example, I use Brooks Adrenaline yeah, I 19 for long runs, New Balance 1080 V10s for easy runs, and Sacconi Endorphin Speed 2 for strides or goal repeats. I'm an old fogey, 53. Well, what? 53? There's no doubt about that, bruv. From Shrewsbury, Shrewsbury. Take your Age is just a number, Rob. Oi, oi, Rob Williams. What a legend. Well, um, firstly, uh, no need to apologise to Brooks. We've all made that mistake, Wilco. Um, I think, actually, you know what? I did a video because when this, this comes out, check out the video I did on my spring shoe rotation. Um, and you'll notice that it's peppered with different brands. It is still amazes me how people are, are sort of like you, Wilco. Uh, oh, sorry, were like you, Wilco, who stay loyal and, and buy this. And there's nothing wrong with this, right? Just all joking aside, if you if a shoe works and it fits you and a brand works for you, there's absolutely no reason to change it, right? But regardless, just being sensible for two seconds. But it still does amaze me that some people stick stick to one brand and they don't venture out a fear of of going to something that's wrong. And, you know, you see that with people, especially with Nike. Nike are probably as guilty as this of anybody. And Brooks, the people don't venture out outside of that mm. um, because they're worried about whatever, you know, trying other things. But there's some there's some really good other shoe brands out there, smaller ones. You know, we're not small in any scape, you know, shape or form. Sketches are one of the biggest sh- uh, sporting goods companies in the world. But, you know, people don't try Sketches, for example, or they don't try... Uh, a Treyu, or they don't try, you know, uh, who would I have on the craft shoes? There's there's so many different brands out there now that's that's worth looking at. I don't think it makes any difference what number of brands you have, whatever. It's just finding shoes that work for you. And whether you've got 18 pairs in your shoe rotation or you've got one, uh, it's all about finding the shoe that works for you. But don't be frightened to change just because, you know, the, the branding's different. I think... Um, Do you find sometimes that people might be a bit hasty 
um, in dismissing a change of shoe yes. and not give it a chance, you know, how, how much of a sort of like, if you've say like talking from a personal point of view, I mean, we've talked about this, that um, I've been um, regularly wearing Brooks for uh, like six or seven pairs for the last two and a half years. And in order to have something a little bit lighter that I might want to run in my, my next marathon in, I've tried out the, um, the hookers. Yeah. Now, how, how much should you give? I mean, you reviewing shoes all the time. So you, you'll know that you have to run a certain mileage to gauge a particular opinion on how good they're going to be and stuff like that. What advice do you give to people for, you know, they might try it on, they might do five miles in the first one, get a blister or something. Yeah. It's a different thing. They'll say, right, that's it. They're rubbish. I'm not wearing them anymore. It's right. So, to answer your question, so before we put a review out, um, sometimes we do a first run video, and that's usually where we've stuck something like a 16 miler in it or a 20. Sometimes I go out and do something stupid like put them on for 20 miles and do a first video. But in general, to before the first review that they get, the first video they get in general is usually at least after a minimum of three runs, a minimum. So I've put three different paces through them, three different distances through them, three different uses, and that's minimum. Unless there's something, like I said, like a special, like we did the Nike Mile. I did 16 miles in them things and my feet melted. Um, but in general, I try and do at least. So usually I have, what I tend to try and do is have the shoe for about a week before I then do a video on it. So it's going to have at least, 15, at least at least 20 miles in them. Mm. They're all thereabouts. Some shoes you do know whether as soon as you put them on, you know, there's, there's just like the new balance 1080 version 12. As soon as I put that on, I knew just to fit in the, the, the feel from the midsole, the setup. And I wasn't a fan of the previous version. I just knew when I slipped that on, that it was, yeah. that that was going to work. But there are other shoes that I know, for example, Nike react shoes. We've got the react phone. They always come better later on down the line. And it's the same with the Asics Glide Ride. The the Glide Ride, you put them on first. You need a good 70 miles in a pair of Glide Rides before that flight foam. It's going to be a little bit different with version three because they're softening it up and, and it's dropping an ounce. But you, you with that flight foam in an Asics, you need to give it a good 50 to 70 miles before that really starts to come at you. But I know that because of the amount of shoes and the, the stuff I'm going for, I kind of get a feeling of, What's what? I do find some shoes I, I will wear and I'll go, oh, that's brilliant. And then actually, mm, no. Nah. Or I'll go, I hate that. And then it, then I'll end up liking it. it so that's why I, I always like to try and do where I can because it's, it's not tough because it's nothing's tough when you're in the position I'm in. But where you've got so many shoes coming through, I try. I always try if I can to come back and do some form of follow-up review on them. Mm. Um at least at least get them out on a long run and do some form of you know other sort of take on them but i think it's sometimes you just know when you put a pair of shoes on that they're going to work like i never forget my first pair of glide rides i stuck them on and went out around 20 miles i had no problem at all they just worked and like i say the new balance 1080 version so i think i did the same thing i say i might have even done 20 mile in them first crack out of them you just Thanks you just so, yeah. know certain shoes you put on are going to work so but don't, don't, yeah, don't despair as well because some shoes do come to you, like the, the stuff in the Nike React. And also, you know, you get a good 
when you're buying this stuff, a lot of these firms have got such good return policies, haven't they, that you can take advantage and give them a really good trot before finding out. That yeah, we did that. We did dog. that with the streak fly, um, with uh, the Nike streak fly. Tobin and I both managed to get a pair of them. And uh, I mean, he wore them uh, um, before me because I was coming back from surgery and then I, he had a problem with them. And then I finally got my hands on them and it was just, but it's been like, what was it? 45 days or something before I started like wearing them or something. Mm. And I wore them for a few weeks and they were just killing my calf muscles, absolutely killing them. Um, and I sent them back and, and they refunded it. I like, yeah. and, the, and the things were used like, and they weren't just like used as in like, Oh, I've, I've trotted around the lounge and they don't feel right. I mean, I took them to Chelsea Park Run where they got destroyed down just that one section. It so it was like, well, I don't know what they call it. It was like a bog. The bog. Um, they they Not went that back. bog. The other bog. Yeah, they went back. They came out. They came out of the box white. They went back like brown. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I still got my money back. So yeah, it's, it's it is amazing how um, the returns policies are what they are with Nike. I don't know what um, some of the mm-hmm. others are, but but lots of them seem to be quite generous. You consider, you know, when you compare it to sort of like what you get on return policy if you bought a telly or you bought other stuff, you know. Yeah, but I think it's funny isn't it? because. Because of the world we live in now, you can't. Or, no, no, that's not wrong. You couldn't for two years go to a running store. Hmm. So what do they do? Say, oh, you can't buy running shoes for two years. No, so they they adapted. I, it'd be interesting to see over the next year or two whether they change those policies um, accordingly. But I think people now have got in the habit of buying stuff online, trying it on at home, and I'm sure the manufacturers know they'll have a because they're not stupid they'll have a percentage in which it returns and, and what how much they're losing on it and all that kind of stuff. And the cool thing is with Nike, I mean, I give them a hard time, but you look at their nature shoes that are coming out. So you've got like the Pegasus Turbo coming back, which is made from all recycled shoes. You've got the Alpha Fly Nature, which is old, you know, Zoom X is made up of all recycled shoes and stuff. So fair play to them. They're, they're using them rightly. So I've got no idea what the percentage is. I'm sure it's probably a small percentage versus the number of shoes they actually sell come back on so they probably don't really care in terms of you know money lost because chances are if that shoe doesn't work you're then going to put that money to something else aren't you so yeah example i used the street fly well actually no it's a bad example because i used the street fly money to buy a shoe from a totally different brand so it's a very bad example but i'm just thinking that some <laughs> they, they would have used the money they maybe they got a i don't know nike pegasus and fault well, yeah if it's funny. in your account you or you'd buy i don't know wet weather gear or yeah yeah, yeah. you yeah. use it for something else so they're still getting your money at the end of the days that's my that's the point uh, yeah, they've got to, to tempt you in haven't they otherwise you you will potentially stick with that brand and that's and usually a, you've had you know it's a competitive a marketplace isn't it and this yeah, sort of thing it, it you know, tips the balance it is yeah it is, it is a competitive it is a competitive market if you think you go into a running store 90% of the time they're going to give you a pair of Brooks. Um, so, you know, they've got, they've got to do something about it. So a fair play to it. I think, I think Hoka have done amazing with the way they've done their advertising and pushed it. I tell you the other ones who've done well, even though I don't rate their shoes that much, but everyone seems to love the, their latest model is the on running people. Their, their, their marketing, since they floated uh, and went uh, public, they've been chucking loads of money at their advertising and marketing. So, um, I don't know what their returns policy is, but fair play to them in terms of getting it out there and trying to 
increase their exposure. So anyway, we spoke, we've ended up speaking about running shoes again, haven't we? This is like a running well, shoe. Well, you podcast. know, it was Rob's question. And I think yeah, so fair question. play to Rob. That Rob, that's not our, everybody who's listening in Mongolia. That's not our fault. No. We, we, we're happy to do emails on horses if you want to send them in. Let, Rob's led us astray. Yeah. Look, Rob, don't send in any more emails about shoes. You're welcome to come back in, but don't mention shoes. Maybe talk about, I don't know, Toby's Barnet. Have a look diet. What? The diet. Maybe we can talk about yeah, diet. Yeah, to- we need to talk about Toby's diet at some point because mm. it's out of control. It's boy- amazing. But no, it's not, Toby. You're going to be, you're going to have a heart attack by the time you're 40 if you're not careful. He's eating so much rubbish. Eat he- he- Toby, right? would be able to run a three-hour marathon if he didn't eat like a pig. He, he, it's disgusting, the sort of thing that he's putting through his body. It's going to catch would be, up with you, mate. He would be, like me, a finely tuned athlete if he didn't eat all that rubbish. What? Like who? Who is it? Where? You need to go 90% vegan like me. Right, moving on. 10% vegan. Got another one then? Where have Scott? Oh, uh, didn't you have those ones that you got off the Facebook group? I did just a couple of bits. Now, they're a little bit left field. We'll do oh, this yeah. one because you've talked about um, London Marathon. Yeah. About, I was getting a question about the London Marathon and we've got one. I've listened to all your podcasts and find them very helpful. This is from Jason Stott. Cheers, Jason. Thanks, mate. I've managed to get into the London Marathon in October. And listen to the podcast. I believe you now have to do the bag drop in Excel the day before. I've done London once before and put my bag on the lorry at Blackheath. Where do we put our clothing, etc.? That we are wearing on the day immediately oh, before so it goes to the race. He's stressed. Look, what? Who, who was he? Who was the thing from? Jason. Right, Jason. Jason, I love you. Thank you for listening. But, bruv, don't worry about what's going on in October. It really is. If you're worrying about the bag drop, I'll give you a clue. You've got other things to worry about. There's no point now. It always does make me laugh. I did some stuff with some clients the other day, and they were, you know, they were petrified about something and they're worried about this and whatever. And it had nothing to do with running. It was all about, you know, stuff that's, that's that won't impact you. So don't worry about stuff like that. if if they go. I mean, maybe London Marathon events. Big fans of the show, we know that. If they go back and get, carry on doing what they did last year, so be it. And you've got to go all the way to Excel and, and waste your time, waste your money, and you know, put a massive carbon footprint when in a, when they're meant to be sustainable, but making us all travelling to London using petrol, using electricity, and all that sort of stuff to go and get a, you know, a plastic bag that's not made from anything recycled, but they're doing you know massive stuff for sustainability. But if they, if they want to make us do that, so be it. It is what it is. There's nothing we can do about it, and we'll suck it up like we did last year and when we sucked up COVID when we was there. So if that's the case, it is what it is. But I hope they go back to what they did before, mm-hmm. which was a sensible idea. But I hope, actually, that they really, really, really use these little things up here called brain cells and they send those bags out to us early and we can do whatever we want and we send our numbers out so we don't have to go to the Excel centre. We just rock up on the day and use the bag drop because that would it's be the most logical easy, thing. It's very easy, though, isn't it, when you're doing a marathon and stuff to get employed oh, yeah, look, into peripheral issues and stuff like this. I mock, right, but I'm the worst person. So, you know, I'm worried. I'm thinking about where's the nearest toilet, on, you know, and all that sort of stuff. So I'm Yeah, not, but that's more of an immediate concern. Yeah, so, you know, <laughs> it's fair to say that uh, – you know, I've been a bit harsh, but yeah, no, I, I've, I've, Jason, I really, really won't worry about it. It's, uh, it's October. I'm sure, Jason, we will have lots of chat, marif- London yeah, Marathon in the next six months. Loads. Until the race. So please carry on listening. You never yes. know. We might have a pearl of wisdom that, um, yes, just, uh, there might be someone off from London Marathon events and you can, and you can ask them. I doubt it. Mm. 
But um, you never know. You never know. Right, Wilco, what was the other thing from the group? Now, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what, how much insight you'll be able to offer on this. It's about trail running. Oh, I'm huge in trail running. If you are going for a run, which has no marshals, but then gives you a written guide for the route with ordnance survey map grid references yeah. for meeting points, does Garmin or anything else allow you to put the start and end point in and tell you where to go? Tope, you're our watch specialist. That's why he's worrying when you put me in specialist in one sentence, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. Particularly when he ain't been listening. I've been, I have been. I was actually reading it. I, I took yeah. it a bit more reading it. Um, but I'm not going to be much help either. And I, I'm not sure with the watches you can put the grid references in. I mean, you can pre-plan your routes on Garmin Connect and upload that to your watches to navigate. But I'm, I'm not sure you can chuck in a grid reference. I just thought it was an interesting concept of going in, running in a trail where you don't know where you're going. There was yeah. there was those one of those new uh, watches from Garmin. They were going to send them to me, and I said, "There's no point sending me that because I won't, I won't use that properly." I think they, if you go top level, I mean, they do their sort of handheld computery type oh, things as well, cool. and all yeah, that sort of stuff. You can. I'm going to look this up because I, I saw this the other day. They were they were going to send it to me, and I said, "Don't bother." See, that's the sort of that's the honest sort of person we I am on, on uh, YouTube. Mm. I turn down stuff like this to get sent because it's just it's just wasted on me. Uh, well, we've I'm, we've got enough videos of you getting lost in Broxbourne Woods, haven't we? So yeah, where is it? I'm going to find this because it was it looks it, it, to be fair, it looked really cool, mm. but it was it it was totally pointless sending it to me. It was and it was called. Uh, I don't think it is pointless though because we might not get lost as much. Yeah, that is true. But then uh, you'd not have to know how to use it. So I can't find it now. It's and annoying. I can't find. Multi, it might be under multi sport. It was like really hardcore, and you could do like loads of wicked stuff on it. And it, and it was like a GPS phone looking thing. It yeah, was, so they do it, their handheld like explorers. I think. Yeah. Like that. It looked really cool. It, it really you're into, looked cool. You're into the mountaineering range. That's yeah, where, that's what that's what it was in. It was. Um, but I can't remember the name of it. So anyway, go on a Garmin that was and have a look. Karen, Karen Tranquil. Sorry, we couldn't answer your questions yeah but there is really but i mean it's really interesting it's an interesting concept and an interesting thing about doing a trail run when there's no marshals about and following signs and reading maps and things like that yeah you don't fancy that do you challenge toby do you reckon we could send him off into the woods without a map to be honest that sounds like a trail run what we normally do (laughs) yeah no there's not there's no different there but we have i tell you i let the viewers into a new challenge toby that we are doing if you want Um, when you say does that include me because oh yeah, it's so I was still on the Garmin website. I've got I've got getting irritated with it. If I can't find it, how are they going to sell watches? And you got to remember, I'm an idiot. So if they if an idiot can't find it, then how are you going to sell them? Anyway, so our new plan, Wilco, you'll like this, and I'll let that because this is uh, for our viewers and podcasters. So our new challenge is going to be this. So Tobe, on uh, after Edinburgh. He's going to be doing a part run in shoes that he chooses. I've got, I'm not going to dictate the shoes. He's got to run as fast as he can, and we're going to give him a load of celebrity times he's got to beat. Because you, oh, there's, yeah. there's, a, there's an app with all celebrity park run times. So we want to try and find a celebrity. I'm hoping he beats Gordon Ramsay, people like that. So we're going to, oh, brilliant. We're going to find that. So if you know of any celebrities um, who want to come down to Gunpowder Park Run, let us know. Send an email in something.com, and, um, and we'll oh, sort really it out. Good. I wonder if sketches could get Jamie Redknapp down there and get Tope to race Jamie. 
Or also, you know, if there's a celeb that turns up at your local park run, let us know. Yeah, let us know. If you've got a celebrity, drop us an email and tell us. Um, Because Challenge Toby, that's his next adventure, he's going to be taking down celebrities virtually. I'll tell you what, Toby, that's quite. I bet when you thought, when he said, I've got another challenge for you. No, it was other than that. That's all right, isn't it? Yeah, so the challenges are right. It's the, I've got a brilliant idea, which is slightly more worrying. Oh, they're the worst words in the world. It could get, folks, yeah. I get about 10 messages a week from Mr. Ford to start with, <laughs> I've had this great idea. No, brilliant idea. Brilliant idea. Yeah. Brilliant. How many of them are brilliant ideas? Every Tuesday night at Hartford, he catches my eye and says, I've got to talk to you. That's a brilliant idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, be fair, that's type. That is a great that's idea. Toby I like goes, that one. ain't a bad one. That's not bad, yeah. I've had worse. Well, it depends on the time, just be honest. Yeah, because I'm looking at like 16 minutes. Yeah, well, that's not, I mean, you know, I might have to work on nutrition on that. Yeah, Toby. Yes. Well, you need to do that anyway, boy. We've we've mentioned okay. that. As it is Easter, you need. To, you should only be eating like, you should be like a bunny at the moment, just eat grass. <laughs> Don't you think? Well, lettuce. Yeah, lettuce is allowed. That's vegan. You're allowed that. You, you've got to have you a balanced diet. you got six weeks diet. to Edinburgh, mate. You're, now's the time to sort it out. I've been getting force-fed food. That's the problem. No, you're not being force-fed. You're no, I'm at work and people just give me stuff. I can't then not eat it, can I? You, you can't can. say no. Work from home. You can't. Yeah, no, and would you, let's be honest, would you want to work in that environment that he's got? He's sitting in? Look at it. It's a disgrace. It's wicked. So, <laughs> look at What's it. You can't see it on the pod, but it's just this, this rustic-looking... Office environment. There's no moody lighting. There's nothing really. I'll just you know show it how it is. <laughs> it gives him yeah. Let's be honest though. At least I'm not being wheeled round with a bucket of like congealed chocolate. Yeah, that's true. It to my yeah, house company. I wonder how many people. I wonder how many people he's upset at home at the moment, dressed as dressed as his bunny. What with Je- his comments? With his comments and his inappropriate comments, dressed as a bunny. Do you reckon he's wearing those ladies' underwear, the, the underwear that he posted? Do you reckon he's wearing them as he's dressed up as... Oh, I hope he's not showing that we'll to as that email. Email. Oh, is it my turn? Because I've got some emails. Hang on, let me yeah, get Yeah, go on then. You're the email guru, mate. You crack on. All right, hang on. I don't know whether I'll be able to answer this one. This is about Garmin. Love the show. So, hang on, who's this from? Francis Sn- Snowding. Snodding. Apologies for getting your name wrong. Uh, love the show. Uh, usually podcast it on a, on a Sunday long run. Very entertaining. You're clearly not listening to this podcast. Um, I listened to you on this subject last week. I did the Cardiff half and managed a plus five-minute PB. Well done. Nice one. And Garmin told me I was unproductive. Well, hang on. I have a four-runner 935, so we'd expect some top-notch feedback. My top-notch feedback for that is ignore it. Just ignore it, and uh, we all get that unproductive. We are waiting, and being serious, when I see the... um, our contact at Garmin. I'm going to ask her about this unproductive stuff that we get, but I really wouldn't pay any attention. Just just swear at your watch and move on. Uh, yeah. Well, so, I think because you can use Garmin because he's got the coach built in, hasn't it? If, yeah. if you follow the plans, um, I haven't can't comment on the plans, haven't tried no. them, no. but then it will relate more to what you're doing. Oh. But effectively, your watch doesn't know your training plan. Yeah. I, I, I don't I, know I, what I you're see. doing to comment. It, yeah. I, I wouldn't pay any attention to so it. So it's sort of void then. It's just not nothing to do with it. I, I won't pay any attention. It's yeah. just, a, nah, it's just laugh a, it off. Yeah, it's just a set. You just swear. I do enjoy it. Actually, I do enjoy posts on the Facebook group when people have said, cool, I've just run 
20 miles and my yeah. gum told me I've yeah, been up. Yeah, five minute PB here, Francis, yeah. and, and to tell us to be up and down, I'd say it and jog on. Here's football legend Jamie Redknapp for Skechers Archfit Footwear. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Archfit Footwear, ah, I don't need arch support. Well, I thought the same, and these are still my favourite trainers. You see, Skechers Archfit are great for virtually everybody. Archfit was designed by experts giving you podiatrist certified arch support and all-day comfort. Plus, I don't wear them just for arch support. I love how they look too. Feel what you've been missing with Skechers Archfit. Find Skechers Archfit Footwear for men and women everywhere. Right, um, James Thompson's next on my emailing list. It missed. James, hope you're well. Been enjoying the podcast. I uh, started listening last year. Well done, Gosh, James. Veteran. Amazing you got this far, really. Uh, I've been joining the benefits of doing low heart rate running and focused on building a solid aerobic base over the winter. That's good news. Now, I'd like to increase my cadence as I work on running f- with better form. Yep, that's what we should be doing. I find that I struggle to keep a high cadence when I'm on a low heart rate run. Uh, is this, uh, does your cadence decrease when you're running slow? Blah, blah. So this is a cadence question. Um, shall I take this one, boys? Probably best. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if, if you're running slower or you feel like you're running slow, especially when your heart rate's down, you, you do tend to, your cadence do tend to go off off kilt a little bit because you become lazy and and that's not lazy in a bad way. That's just, you know, your, your foot strike, you're not focused on form because if you're, if you're an elevated pace, you're working a little bit differently. Um, and when we run that super easy pace and we're keeping our heart rate slow, we do tend to relax a little bit more, which is good. So it's, you know, it's there for, but our cadence does take a little bit of a knock. What I would say to you is to try and combat that is, uh, take shorter, faster steps. So, um, you will be running uh, the same pace, but you'll be running with a with a faster cadence. So, just just speed up your your steps, but but shorter. Um, if that makes any sense, does that make sense, boys? What I'm trying to explain. Mm-hmm. So, uh, is it, you're you're maintaining the same pace, but your your foot your feet are working quicker. Is that yeah? See what I mean? So your cadence improves, but you're not taking that sort of low sloppy. You know, the feet are dragging along the floor. So that'll help you maintain your form, will it? Yeah, maintain your form, but also it speeds up that cadence. It makes you just a much more efficient uh, and, and your foot strikes bare, you're up more upright, everything's working and engaged and, and everything's ticking along. You're not running any faster, you're just your form's improving because your cadence is better. Mm. Um so yeah, so that's and what will be the benefits of that on your long run when it comes to race day doing sessions like that? Well, he he's working he's working at a low heart rate so he's doing the aerobic base building he's working in zone two which we spoke about the benefits of that I'm not going into that again but he's working there to build that aerobic base so come race day you know he's in better form he's you know he's, he's obviously doing all the speed work around that and building all the other bits and you know the blocks in around that but by working on your cadence and keep and improving that again when you come to race day you're much more efficient your your form's better you're going to be much more uh proficient over the race distance um, so working on cadence when running slowly is is a real good thing to do. Funnily enough, I was doing it with Posty on um, Wednesday. He's got um, a marathon at the weekend, and we was I was working on him with his cadence uphill um, mm. to try and 
speed up his cadence while going up the hill. So because towards the end of that marathon, you slow down, you get tired when you're going up a hill and it all becomes, again, a bit sloppy and a bit out. So I was trying to get him to firstly get more upright, but it increases cadence. So shorten the stride up, but make it faster. So he's much more efficient going up the hill. So when he gets to the top of the hill, he can then maintain the pace carrying on. So he's not mm-hmm. losing as much time and he's not losing energy and, 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 and decreasing his efficiency by running poorly and, and, you know, with a low, lower cadence up the hill. And I suppose um, as well, it gives it provides you with a bit of mental focus as well on one of these long runs, doesn't it? If you've got something else to think Oh, about. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, he's probably um, – who was it? Uh, James is probably busy monitoring his heart rate, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that he's able to pick up the fact that his cadence – the other thing I would say with this, just a caveat to all this, James, and I'd be interested to know, email in at something.com, but how are you measuring your cadence? Are you wearing a heart rate monitor like a pro that is measuring – your cadence a little bit better. They're not, it's not the most accurate way of memory. You know, do you have something on your feet, like one of the stride things or one of those other tools that are monitoring your cadence? Because if you're just doing it on your watch, then you might as well be like looking at a pie and mash menu. You know, it's about as useful as that. Um, So just be careful the data that you're looking at as always with these things. You know, if you're focusing on cadence, then maybe invest in something that does actually track it properly. I would say that if you're looking to to increase that, but you do know anyway. With cadence, you know anyway, because you you know if you're picking up your feet a little bit quicker, and you you know you get you're getting it done. You you will know the difference. Mm. Um, so that was that. Now here we go. Right, next one. Uh, Hopefully that was helpful, James. Yeah, James. Yeah. Uh, how long we got? Okay, right. Uh, we'll do Penny because Penny's a big fan of the show. Sends us a lot of emails in, and we appreciate that. So we've got one here. Love listening to the podcast every week. Thank you, Penny. Uh, last two weeks have been fab. To be fair, the date on this is... <laughs> is it 2020? Too? Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's been a while. That's all I say. Um, <laughs> she's got three marathons coming up. I think she might, really, of them. <laughs> she might have really done a couple of them. <laughs> Question is... <laughs> Sorry, Penny. Question is, what would you do between... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Marathons in terms of long runs, uh, she knows she needs to recover. So, um, yeah, my bad on the um, timing, Penny. Uh, but in terms of what, well, I think we spoke about this before, if we not, or was it on Clubhouse where we spoke about what to do between marathons? But she's focusing on the long runs particularly. I, I personally mm. would just literally tick over. What's, a, what's the time span, mate? What, what sort of time are we talking between these races? Uh, oh, uh, I don't know. I've deleted it now. Uh, hang on. I don't know. I've deleted it. I generally have to delete I just hit delete. Well, we'll take a sort of like a... We'll just say you know, a couple of weeks. If you've got, say, two marathons within a month and then yeah. two marathons within sort of three months, what sort yeah. of difference would you do then? Yeah, it would have been helpful if I hadn't deleted it. Um, uh, <laughs> the, week, the, week, <laughs> the week after, um, I would, you know... Six miles, ten miles, whatever, whatever, whatever you fancy, really, because it depends. It's all relative, isn't it? It depends how hard you've gone at that marathon. You know, if, if you've you've gone and busted it out, or you know, if it, maybe it's your first one, and and you're feeling it in your legs, then you you need to, you need to factor in that recovery. So you know, six miles will do you just fine. Um, but if you took it easy, maybe it was not your you know not your A race, it was your B race. 
then you know you could be you could be out there doing 30 miles you know uh just nice and easy mm. and then maybe the second week do 10 miles but put three of them at goal you know just you're not going to lose anything over a couple of weeks if anything you you stand more risk of of damaging yourself and wrecking your body so it's that fine again that fine line of of not cocking it up and, mm. and and but the important thing is to listen listen to your body that's the key to this is is to listen to your body you might not be physically and mentally ready to go back at it and put together a long run and give yourself that chance you, the most important part is the recovery but you need an active recovery said so to jbs um with with manchester walk it out of your legs get out there you know and walk that marathon out of your legs next day get out there and just walk mm. and get rid of that get rid of that marathon out of your legs. It's, the, it's the easiest way if you can do some really good active walks it is the surefire way because swimming, I don't have, have you ever swum after doing a marathon? Oh my God. Or cycled. Oh, it's like so much, it's, it's like torture. Mm. But walking, you know, it's great. It really is. It's such low impact, even though swimming is low impact and whatever. But it is, it's such a low impact way of getting that marathon out of your And what, if you don't know what I mean, I'm talking about, you know, the, the lactic acid and the, the wear and tear on your muscles, you, you know. Your muscles, you're tearing them, you're stressing them. You need, and your bones as well. You know, around your shins, where all the muscles are pulling on them. You you need that all to recover. But at the same time, you want the blood going through your legs. Yeah. So a nice, gentle stroll. You know, but you know, slowly, slowly, but get it more active, more active. Will aid the recovery with you know with the other you know the other bits that you're doing, like you know, laying down and eating chocolate in front of the TV over Easter. Vegan chocolate, not orange chocolate, vegan chocolate. So, um. So yeah, so I, I would, um, I personally would give it, give it uh, a little bit of time, but you know, ten miles, six miles. You will know best because you know your own body and you know what. Yeah, your own it's just so hard, does. and because I don't know the runner individually. So if I again, if I was, you know, on a coaching client, I would have taken them through their journey. I would have known what they've done in their plan. Mm. I would have known what we had, you know, prepped in the race. Did it go to plan? Didn't it go to plan? What have we got next? You know, you can factor in that. You know, it's not a plug. That's the benefits of having a coach. You know, you can, you can you work that sort of stuff out. We can, we can put together. But if you, if you're not in that fortunate position that you've got one, then my advice is, is always listen to your body and just see how you feel. But you, you do want to get active. If you've got another marathon coming up, if you, if you haven't got one, then do what the Hanson, you know, brothers do and just, you know, give yourself, you know, a couple of weeks off. But if you've got a second one coming up, then it, you, you need to get, you need to get that active recovery going pretty lively i would say yeah um, penny's been smashing the runs though isn't she she's been doing loads of stuff so i'm sure yeah, sorry penny i mean i really i should have I sh- as i said i should have really checked um <laughs> what one it was and not deleted it uh we've got another one from hayden he now this tells you how old this one is um well it's not that old actually i think it's, but he was saying how much he enjoyed ben on the show um so oh, that's not too bad that's only no, a couple of weeks fair, but it's still a couple of weeks ago so Big shout out to Hayden. Um, mad love to you. Uh, he really enjoyed um, the Ben is running show and uh, Ben who won, um, who finished first at the winter run, and then came on with us and had an exit. We had a really good chat with him. Really, got really insightful into the um, and it wasn't it wasn't braggy or anything like that. He talked no. talked about how he suffered from anxiety during races and things like that. Had a great chat with us, and then he ran fifteen and a half minutes for a park run the following day. Yeah, I'm just I'm just reading another email here. 
This runs from March the 1st. <laughs> oh. Did, what did Hayden say? Was it just a thank you then? I don't know. I deleted it. No. Oh. Um, no, I've, I've deleted it. You're going to get sacked on emails. Um, Where's Al? Uh, well, we don't do it. He's only in our Easter eggs. Uh, this one. Oh, this is long. Have we got uh, room for one more? I think we have. This is from Daniel. I wish I wore my glasses now. Pal free. It's fair. It's, it's, it, this is long. Uh, I'm just trying to. I'm trying to work out. Right. It's doing it on my phone. Uh, I'm trying to work out what the. I somehow got a place. Right. I'm slowly up in my miles. Okay, so he's talking about, do you think a... Right, okay, so he's asking about what's possible in his first race. Or is it asking too much? Right, so I think I, I think I get the gist of it. He's, he's given us a really nice detail about his training and stuff like that, which is great and would have been helpful if I had read it before the, um, before the email special. So apologies for that. Um, but basically, he's up in his miles. And he's, doing pac- often, is he? he's pacing, he's, he's pacing, he's dropping. Uh, he's going up to, uh, and he's stepping stone to the full. He's doing a half marathon. So he's asking about his half marathon time, what he should go for first time out. Um, okay. He's asking if 145 is possible or, you know, in his first one or two, my steady talkative pace. So his steady talkative pace is nine to 10 minute a mile. And he's asking if a 145 half marathon is possible. So, Firstly, yes, it is. Um, I would say I would do actually what Tobe and I did the other day, based on what you were saying, Daniel. And I would, and we did it accidentally. We mentioned this about London landmarks. I would run to Phil um, on your on this effort, and just if you're going, if you want to see what you've got and what you're capable of, because when you run to Phil, you learn a lot about yourself more mentally than physically because you've not got the constraints of a time on your wrist that you're trying to, you know, benchmark. And I'm a, you know, I'm a big advocate of pacing strategies and, and, you know, running a heart rate and all this kind of stuff. Right. Mm. But if you're trying to find a time, but you, this is your first stab at it, then running to feel is a really good way of doing it first time because if it goes wrong, you'll learn that. You'll know it. Obviously, get your fueling right, things like that. But just understanding how your mind, your body reacts as you attempt to 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 go for it and, and see how you feel. You might start off too quick. You might, you know, blow up in the middle or you might think you start too slow. But you're going to learn so much in that first attempt. Then you'll have all that data in which you can then prog- uh, process and learn and look at and go, right, I was feeling terrible there oh i could have pushed a little bit more there my heart rate was through the roof there oh i didn't finish strong you'll have all that data you'll know the time you finish and then the next one you go for then you'll be able to take that data and use it and then and race and run accordingly i think that's that's got to be a strategy if you can afford it as long as it's not an a race you know like a one you've really had your heart set on and you're raising money for charity or whatever i don't know it was a real special race for you but you're literally going out there as a it's a bit of a discovery. Then I, I, I personally would would run it to feel. Uh, yeah, you need to have that bit of information to find out yeah. where you actually are, don't you? Yeah, just just find out where you are. See how you see how your running's going, and, and you learned so much, Tobe, didn't we? To be fair, even even us who I would say are relatively experienced, not you know like 
some sort of super duper runners, but we're relatively experienced versus some people out there. But even for us, it was still a, a bit of a discovery when we did it at Landmarks, right? Yeah, it's brilliant. I mean, we, we quite enjoyed it. And we knew those times we were pushing it a bit harder and that bits where we could push it that bit more. But it was a great, insane to sort of get to the end, not really know what time we were at or distance because <laughs> the watches were so far yeah, out. Um, but it was good. But I think it's that thing as well. If you're going for your first half marathon, as you say, you, you run to feel, but you want to, do it and you want to sort of kind of enjoy it while yeah. you're still pushing yourself a bit you don't want to do i mean my london landmark's quite good for me because that was my first ever half marathon in 2019 i think 2018 yeah. 19 and i completely uh, screwed that one up so did to go back a, did you end up with a portal in that one time i didn't no oh. not not during it oh. that well after i ran <laughs> That's where I ran out, went out too fast, took some Harry Row off the, some of the great crowds around there, and then realised that I can't eat Harry Row when I'm running. Schoolboy era. Oh, I'll tell you what I had the other day on my long run. Hot cross bun. That was lovely. Did you great stop like Ben does and have it halfway? With I a did. coffee. With a coffee. Like ben no, does. I didn't have a coffee. No, but I had a, yeah, I had a hot cross bun in my pack. I, turn, I did 17 miles the other day, and um, at the halfway point, I ate that. It was great. Really well, that's, good. That's a, I think that's the perfect way to end the show, Wilco. Now, on a hot, tip. So, on a hot cross bun tail. Yeah. So get your hot cross buns. Stick one in your um in your hydro pack when you go out for your Murder long run this weekend. Time. Have it at half time. Yeah. Thank me later. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, a good way to end the show. Well, I hope we could have done that show in two minutes, really, couldn't we? That's all we needed. Yeah. yeah. So I, I hope we've been able to um, help you out with some Probably of um, your email inquiries. And we've cleared a bit of the backlog yeah there's still more yeah um if you wanted to join in the fun like i said and you think oh god well, i'd love to get my email read out on the long run that'd be brilliant awesome tips awesome good. advice yeah if you want advice or anything like that just send us an email longrunshow at gmail.com we will get round to it we'll try and keep on top of them we'll do our best and we'd love to have all your sort all your feedback all your suggestions all your views news let us know and remember that we are, we're not live this week, but we are usually live on uh, Facebook and YouTube. So you can chip in and ask your questions while we're on. Or you can download us as a podcast on Apple, Amazon, or Spotify. And please, please send us a review and help us boost us up the charts because we do like to do well. And it's it's all good publicity for the club as well as the podcast as well. So thanks very much for joining us. Wish you all a very happy Easter. Thank you very much to Sketches for all their support. And we shall see you live next week. All the best. See you later, everyone. Roll the tiles, Tope.